and welcome to the fifth episode of the Sajin Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and today we're going to be talking about Korea's second city, Busan. But before we get things started, I just want to give a quick shout out to all the people who shared the link to this podcast and for those who listened. I am really grateful because it means so much to me to see the downloads popping up each day and the positive comments that have been shared with me. This was essentially a side project and I wasn't really sure what to make of it all, but with all the positivity circulating around, maybe I'll keep on going for another few hundred or a thousand episodes, who knows. But I just want to give a quick shout out and say thank you very much if you've listened so far and I appreciate you sticking with me. With that being said, let's jump into our main topic for today, and that is the city of Busan. Now, this is a city that I've spent quite a bit of time in over the years, but it's also one that has a lot of potential if you're coming to the area for photography. As always, today we're going to talk about a few of my cherry-picked locations, because to be honest... There's so many in Busan that I could spend probably about five episodes going through in detail all of the small alleyways and areas that you could photograph and get some really inspirational shots, but that would be a little bit boring after a while, so I just want to pick the top ones. These are places that I still frequent and photograph when I need shots of the city, and I'm quite familiar with. So without further ado, let's get into our first one, and that is Nampodong. This is an older area that has a lot of meaning to me and has a lot of history. It used to be the photo mecca of the city. By that I mean that you could find all of the photography shops and all of the gear right in one central area. Now over the years those places have moved out and especially have moved on to the internet. Which is a sort of a sad thing because it was great to take a trip down there get some good photos, and also kind of talk shop with all of the camera store owners. With that being said, there's still a lot to photograph in this region, and it has a lot of value for the person coming to get sort of the essence of the city. Nampodong is known for its street food, especially the shiot hotak, which is a Korean-style sweet pancake that you can get just behind the old Biff Center. What really makes this area fun to shoot are all of the old alleyways that you can go and check out what's going on and get some really interesting shots of the city. There's actually even a Buddhist temple there, as well as an interesting area that sells only used books. And it's a little ways away from the main drag of Nampodong, but it's one that you want to check out. While you're in the area, you can also check out Jagalchi Market. Now this has long been on the tourist site and all of these other areas, so you'll get a lot of sort of tourists in there, but if you want to see how the fresh seafood comes straight out of the ocean, that's a place to check out. And there's actually really great seafood shops right in the main building there. So with that being said, let's move on to the next area. If you've done any sort of image search on Busan, this next area will surely have been one of the top results, and that is the Marine City skyline. It's located next to Hyundai Beach, which is another popular area. But for photography, nothing beats these tall skyscrapers, whether you're on the waterfront by the Bay 101 restaurant or if you're lucky enough to get on top of the Zenith Towers. Marine City gives a glimpse into the futuristic, opulent life of those elite people who live in Busan. 
it's not quite Gangnam style, but it offers a view unrivaled to anywhere else that I can think of in the country outside of Gangnam and Seoul. However, the unique part about this is that you're right on the ocean with the Gwangali Bridge in the background and all the beaches surrounding it. So it offers up a great view, particularly at Blue Hour from the Bay 101 restaurant, or at least sort of in front of it. You can find this place quite easily as it's just across the street from the Chosun Hotel and also by the crowds that gather there. It is on the tourist map, so do understand that there's going to be a lot of people there. The last time I was there, there was a crotchety old photographer yelling at people for getting in her shot, and no one really did anything about it. So that sort of took away from the flavor of that location just because you're going to get the same shot as everybody else does, unless you do something creative. The other shot I mentioned was from the top of the Zenith Tower. And I call this the impossible shot because unless you have some really good connections, you're going to need permission to even enter the building area. They've been overloaded with photographers trying to get that shot. And I have a feeling that a lot of the Korean photographers have some sort of connection that they protect with money or something like that. So you're not going to get that shot unless you're really connected and that just doesn't happen if you're flying into the country but fear not you can actually wander around and get some good shots from in front of those buildings as there's a sidewalk that skirts the ocean and you can get some really good shots of the Guangali bridge if you're venturing out Guangali is another area that is great for some blue hour shots uh, the pier right next to the bridge will offer some great shots and Around 7 or 8 o'clock at night, they do put on a light show most nights, so keep your eyes open for that as it offers up a great opportunity to do video or, if you're like me, make some cinemagraphs. The next area that we're going to talk about is Hwangyangsan, or Hwangyang Mountain. And this is a great area if you're looking for sweeping views or panoramic views of the city. And it's one of those places that I just love going to because it's rather easy to get up to if you have a car. And as I have a car, I can just drive straight up to the observation area and get there with some time to get set up before the crowds of people come. And they will come. I've seen everything from tour buses to paragliders in the observation area. However, if you're looking for a shot of the Guangali Bridge or a panoramic of the area, then you can stop about almost partway up to the top and you can get a, a great viewpoint. You'll see a boardwalk area just on your right as you're coming up the mountain, and that will give you a pretty much unobstructed view. I think there's a few trees in the way. And just a key point here, you'll know you've gone too far when you reach, there's like a cafe or antenna thing just a few meters up the road from there. So if you see that, just backtrack a little bit and you'll, you'll see the boardwalk area. So other than that, moving on to our next location, and that is the Gamcheon Culture Village. Now, this place is rather touristy, and it gets a lot of traffic, especially in the summertime. So I don't recommend this one quite as much as the other locations, but it is one that really gives you an idea of Busan's unique history. So keep that in mind when you're going. Choose your times when you think that there's not going to be a lot of crowds, and I can give you an idea Weekends in the afternoons are going to be absolutely crazy here. So try and avoid that area. But otherwise, it's a pretty good area to photograph 
because it sort of gives a different side of the Korean city life or cityscape. With that being said, uh, there are a couple of key points I want to bring up, and that one is that people still live here. It's much like the Bukchon Maul in Seoul, if you've ever been up there. Basically, what I'm saying is, is that uh, there are people who live in the houses. It's just not a tourist area. So be aware of that when you're wandering around the village. These people don't want you going into their houses or hanging around outside their front door. People generally are pretty nice over there, with the exception of the one cafe owner, which I'll basically give you a location but not his name. But there's one cafe that is right on the corner that's on the second floor and it overlooks uh, much of the, the village. This guy is kind of a jerk and the times that I've been there, I think twice now, he's gotten kind of angry with the, the foreigners especially and I'm not sure why. So I would say stay away from that particular cafe. Again, it's on the second floor right on the corner by the main entrance. And other than that, what I'd recommend you doing here is just wandering around the main street and then going off onto the stairs and then just being quiet, but get sort of a, a feel for the actual village away from the crowds. And then you can kind of find an overlook where you can uh, photograph, particularly at blue hour or at sunset. This is a great location for that. Okay, so the next location, and, and I know I'm pushing my luck here with so many different locations, but trust me on this one. Gijong is just outside of Busan. I think it's still basically considered part of Busan, but it's a smaller seaside town. And if you listen to my other podcast on Gampo, you'll know that I actually really like these smaller areas. The reason I bring up Gijong is basically because... If you've been around the city part, then this little area will bring about sort of the small town feel. And I know uh, it's probably the most populated small town you'll ever see, but it really does have a small town feel, even though I think that Busan has actually caught up to it. So anyway, Gijong has a number of areas that have been quite popular, especially with the tourists over the years, but it is a great place, especially for sunrises. Now, the Juksong Cathedral, and, and I'm using cathedral loosely. It's actually a set from an old Korean drama, I think probably the early 2000s. But anyway, it was used as a set. It's actually a completely fake church, but it's a great sunrise location. Now, if you go down uh, just a few minutes around that area, there will be a number of themed lighthouses. And again, I've talked about this before. I love the Korean lighthouses, but... Gijong has probably the largest collection of strange themed lighthouses. So you have ones that are shaped like baseball gloves. You have ones that are in honor of the 2002 World Cup. You have a baby bottle lighthouse. And you have a couple even modeled after the Korean uh, cartoon Robot Taekwon V. So there's a lot to kind of choose from. But the whole area up and down the coast has these wonderful, quirky... Uh, lighthouses that really sort of make these this small village quite unique. Now, if you're pushing closer back towards the city, you're going to run into probably one of the more famous temples in Busan, and that's Hedong Yonggunsa. 
Now, when I first found this temple, it was actually, it felt in the middle of nowhere because there was not much development in there. And a friend of mine drove me through there and I was really wondering where we were going because we were traveling through these rice paddies and different places and we ended up at this beautiful temple. Now, 15 years later, the temple is surrounded by upscale cafes. There's a Hilton Hotel just around the corner and a huge like Lotte outlet mall right behind it. It's completely different. But if you're in the area, this is a great sunrise location. Uh, I know it's overshot, but if you can get there during the uh, Buddha's birthday celebration, it is second to none. Well, actually, it's it's second to Samgwangsa, and that's another temple sort of in the heart of Busan. And if you're coming around Buddha's birthday, Samgwangsa is probably the best place, super, super busy, but the best place to sort of get some of those amazing lantern shots. Now, wrapping up this whole show on Busan, I've left out probably a number of places, and I'm sure that people are going to probably bring those up in the comments below. But trust me on this one. These are the locations that pretty much I love to shoot, and I will go back there repeatedly. But that being said, you should come down and truly find your own place to shoot. But given this, the size of the city, I think that the ones that I've mentioned here are probably going to get you some of the better shots for your time here. And with that being said, it's time for me to go. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.